gentlemen, start your engines. Uh, you're coming out about. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. I'm not a crook. If you like your health care plan, you'll be able to keep your health care plan. Listening to Jim Paris Live, your source for the latest news on money, politics, prophecy, and preparedness. And now your host, the editor-in-chief of ChristianMoney.com and the author of more than 30 books, Jim Paris. All right, hello everybody. Of course, uh, we are live here on Sunday nights. Good to have you with us. Jim Paris here. The website is ChristianMoney.com. And man, oh man, do we have a show lined up for you tonight. First of all, let me tell you, our guest in the guest segment, starting in 29 minutes, is this is going to be really interesting. Uh, His name is Alex Ugorji, and he is uh, with a group called Crypto Frontier, and they are forming... uh, like a cluster, if you will, of, of entrepreneurs that are in the cryptocurrency industry. They're forming this group in the U S Northern Mariana islands. And I think what they're doing is really fascinating. We're going to talk not only about cryptocurrency, but also about the Northern Mariana islands, which is an interesting place in and of itself, a group of islands near Guam, uh, about a four hour flight from Seoul, Korea. So it's near Asia. And also interesting to note that they have zero cases of coronavirus, even though they're so close to Asia. So a lot of different topics will come up during our guest segment tonight, starting in about 28 minutes. So stay tuned for that. Uh, Next week, our guest in the guest segment is Pastor Carl Gallups. He has a new book out. Of course, he's one of our favorite guests. You love him. He gets uh, some of the top downloads of any of our replay shows. Pastor Carl will be here next week to talk about his book, Masquerade. I also have to tell you that uh, the censorship on Facebook is getting worse and worse. And so as a result, I have set up an account over at Telegram. And a lot of people don't even know what Telegram is, but it is a it is a, a social media platform that is censorship free. It doesn't cost anything to put this on your phone. And so it's called Telegram. Just write it down. We're not going to talk about it tonight, but write down Telegram. And my username on Telegram is Jim Paris. Just one word, J-I-M-P-A-R-I-S, Jim Paris. That's the username. If you type that in, you'll find me. Also, I have been posting a link directly to my Telegram account. And what I'm saying about this on my other social media, especially Facebook, is what I can't say on Facebook for fear of losing my page, I am saying over at Telegram. So a lot of interesting things are being said over there. And we also have a discussion group. So it's not just me broadcasting my opinions. It's also your opportunity to put your thoughts in as well. So we've got two channels over there. One is uh, my news posts, and then we have a second channel, which is open for discussion. So a lot of people are joining that. Uh, That's, uh, of course, a link to that you can find over on my Facebook page. A lot happening tonight uh, in the news. We're going to talk a lot this 30-minute segment about coronavirus, but I am not, I repeat, I am not just going to repeat to you all of the news that you're hearing everywhere else. Why, why should I do that? Why should I waste your valuable time? 
and waste the airwaves to do that tonight. I'm going to share with you some interesting statistics, and I think you're going to find a lot of hope in what I'm going to share with you tonight in this segment, because I think that this is going to be over before we know it. And I want to tell you where I'm getting that information from and where I think this goes next. And uh, that's going to be in our uh, new segment coming up here just momentarily. Just as a side note, um, if you're looking for something fun to watch, and I know a lot of people are trapped in their houses and you're isolating and all of that, practicing social distancing (laughs) or whatever the terms are we're using, if you're looking for something really interesting to watch, especially if you like true crime like I do, check out this show. It's called The Tiger King on Netflix. Man, oh man, is it? Is it interesting? Talk about a a, a a cast of characters. I mean, real people. Uh, it is just incredible. I don't want to spend any time talking about it tonight, but if you're looking for a, a, a show to watch, it, it is about an actual real life story, a murder plot. All kind, I mean, there's actually two murders uh, plots that are discussed in the show. It takes so many twists and turns, you won't believe it, but it's actually really fun to watch. Uh, it's called the Tiger King, and it just debuted on Netflix on Friday. So check that out. The the other thing happening right now in the news is the Senate, the Democrats in the Senate are blocking the stimulus package. So what's happened is because they're blocking the stimulus package, the uh, the markets are are down. There is you know the futures market that trades before the stock market opens. So the futures market, which started trading uh, a few hours ago, the Dow Jones Industrial Average, the S&P 500, the NASDAQ, all of those three futures markets are all locked, limit down 5%. So once they go down 5%, the markets uh, lock. And that's where they're at. They're locked, limit down. And the reason they're locked, limit down is because the uh, Senate Democrats are blocking a stimulus package. We've got to get this stimulus package. We've got to get money into people's hands because people can't work. And we're going to talk about that tonight. But that's kind of the latest uh, in the news. Um, and and I'm, I'm going to share with you some numbers tonight that, that are going to blow your mind. Uh, but I want to tell you tonight's sponsor. And tonight's sponsor is something a little bit unique because I've never done this before. We don't do commercials on the show. We just have one sponsor that pays for the show. So who's paying the bills tonight? It is an online course that is actually not available yet. It is right now in development. It is my brand new online course on how to create income uh, from virtual assets that you can retire on. And uh, I, I kind of, I've never mentioned the name of it yet. And I, here's the first time I'm going to mention it tonight's sponsor. We're kind of pre promoting it. We're looking to get this uh, available by April. It is called the virtual asset retirement system. There is nothing anywhere like this. It will blow your mind. Uh, I'm going to be teaching you all of the things I do to create income streams online and how you can actually work those income streams to be able to retire. And uh, it, it's going to be something totally unique, not available for any uh, anywhere else. It, it is. I'm really excited about it. It's, it's really kind of the culmination of more than 30 years of my being in financial planning. And then also, of course, in, in recent years, being an interpen, uh, an internet solopreneur, entrepreneur, you know, working uh, pretty much by myself, building all these income streams. 
Uh, and I'm going to tell you, kind of take you behind the scenes and show you how I'm doing that. So tonight's sponsor is a pre-promotion. <laughs> I guess it's not available yet. The uh, James L. Paris Virtual Asset Retirement System coming soon. Okay, let's get into all of this. All right, the first number I'm going to give you is going to blow your mind. And this is why I wanted to do this tonight, because I'm a numbers guy. I'm not a medical guy. I'm a numbers guy. And let me give you some of these numbers. Let me start with this. Right now in the United States, the grand total of all deaths from coronavirus, the entire United States, the grand total of deaths is 417. Now, I don't mean to make light of that, but we have virtually shut down the entire nation over 417 deaths. I can hear you screaming, some of you, wait a minute, Jim, this hasn't peaked yet. There are going to be more deaths. I get that. I know that there will be more deaths. But if we look at some of the other numbers, we already have, uh, this is from the John Hop, the Johns Hopkins website, which everybody is quoting as, you know, the source for these numbers. So you have 417 total deaths in the United States. You also have already 178 people have recovered in the United States. So, and I'm going to get into some of the individual states here in a minute, but let me put this in a perspective for you. 100 people a day, between 90 and 100 people a day in the United States die in car accidents. 90 to 100 people a day die in car accidents. Now, we haven't shut down the highway system. And some of you are probably surprised to hear me talking like this because the last couple of shows, I've been more in the camp of this is going to be really bad and I'm glad we prepared for it, but I'm now, I've now moved to the other side and let me tell you what I mean. Everybody is arguing this as one extreme or the other, either it's nothing or it's the end of the world. And I think that's a silly argument to, to make. I think what is truly happening here is what happens when we have these hurricanes in Florida. This is the best analogy I can give you about how I feel. Anytime there's a hurricane off the coast of Florida, all of our news channels start talking. This could be, you know, category four. This could be category five. And occasionally that happens. Occasionally you do have a category four or a category five. But more times than not, you have a category one, maybe you have a, a tropical storm and it's sort of like take the news and discount it by 75 to 90 percent to what really actually happens. That that tends to be uh, the reality of it. And so I'm not saying this is nothing. I'm not saying it's nothing. I, I don't want anybody to misquote me. What I am saying is that I'm thinking that we thought it was category five. But I'm thinking maybe this is category one, maybe even just a powerful tropical storm, not even a rated hurricane. To use that analogy, I think that is the reality of it. And, and let me let me tell you why I think this. Um, first of all, um, if you follow these websites, Johns Hopkins website, these other websites that are tracking the numbers, of course, this week, coronavirus cases are going to spike due to the fact that widespread testing is now becoming available. So we, we haven't had enough testing kits, enough testing locations, so we haven't been able to test. So, of course, the more people you test, 
the more people we're going to, you know, so it's going to look like you're going to have this illusion for a few days that, uh, oh my goodness, the end of the world is coming. Look at all of these new cases that are, that are showing up on the websites, but this will only be simply because they will be doing more testing. I believe towards the end of this week, probably Thursday or Friday, now that we're going to have all of these testing sites open, maybe Tuesday, Wednesday, all of these mass testing sites are going to be open. I think you're going to start to see these numbers actually peaking towards the end of this week, maybe by Thursday or Friday. So it's going to look like the cases are skyrocketing. Again, I'm not a medical person. I'm just looking at this strictly from a statistical analysis. We know the numbers will go up a lot just because they're going to test more people. That's just simple statistics. If we include more people into the testing, we're going to have more positive results, no doubt. Um, but here's what is uh, is happening. If you look at these maps, no, in my mind, no doubt this is what's happening. This has really transitioned from a nationwide crisis affecting the whole United States to now it seems to be focusing in on three states, Washington State, California, and New York. And I think what's going to happen is over the next week or so, it's going to become, this is going to become like three separate regional uh, situations, kind of like hurricanes. You know, when, when a hurricane hits Florida, we don't close the whole country because Florida has a hurricane. We don't even close the whole state of Florida. Sometimes it's just South Florida. But, but it's, it's a funny thing that people are saying. I was watching the president's news conference today, and one of the reporters, I don't know what news outlet he was with, but one of the reporters you know, raised his hand, and, and he asked the question. Uh, he was basically seemed to be insinuating that it wasn't fair or it wasn't right that some states are not taking as drastic of measures as other states are taking. So, for example, in Florida, all of our beaches are still open. In Texas, they're not like self-isolating to the extent that a lot of states are. In Florida, we're free to walk around. Our, our schools are closed. Our restaurant dining rooms are closed. So we have some restrictions. But And the president said, no, you can't look at every state the same, the president said to this reporter, because every state has a different situation. And he gave examples of Iowa and Idaho and Wyoming, you know, places where they're not getting uh, much of an effect from this. And this is kind of the, the group think. And this is how socialists think <laughs> generally like, Hey, this is not fair because, you know, people in Illinois uh, are sheltering in their houses, but people in Florida, they're out on the beaches. This isn't right. Each state is going to have their own situation. So how, the president is handling it is he's leaving those kind of smaller decisions to be made by each state's governor. Each individual state's governor is making those decisions. I think our governor is doing uh, is playing it right. But I'll be honest, I've started to think maybe he's gone a little bit too far because we went to the idea of the restaurants closing 50 percent. 50% of the dining room would be closed, no more than 50 people to now the dining rooms are completely closed. Um, we cannot destroy the entire economy over this situation. And um, I'll tell you how bad it is. Uh, for example, our daughter, who is right now in school finishing her master's degree, uh, she was told by her employer, that is a restaurant, 
that uh, she has to go apply for unemployment, that they are basically laying her off. They're, they're terminating her employment, go apply for unemployment because they have no idea when the restaurant could open up again and they cannot afford to have her on the payroll at all. And they've done this basically with, I guess, uh, almost all their employees are now walking the streets with no job or applying for unemployment. Um, and this is just, to me, crazy. I, I know that the restaurants still can do takeout, but a lot of restaurants are not set up for takeout. You know, that's, you know, some restaurants have that, have that available, uh, more of the, you know, the nationwide chains. But, you know, the more localized restaurants are not really doing a lot of takeout business. It's a, you know, nice beach restaurants around here. You go to, you sit down, you have a nice meal. They're not set up where people drive up and get a big bag like, like, they do it Outback or or Olive Garden. So these businesses are, are, are really not going to be able to transition to that type of a business model. But I reject this idea that all the states should conform to the same restrictions. It, that, it's just it, that is completely backwards and insane. And this is what the way people are looking at this. And I think, for example, in Florida, Florida, you know, we don't have much happening here in Florida. Let me give you the numbers in Florida. We have we just went over a thousand cases of coronavirus in Florida. And uh, we have a total of 13 deaths. In Florida, and these are mostly people that are, you know, way up in age. And of course, we don't want anyone to die. So we're not saying, hey, if you're north of 80, that then it's okay for you to die. We're not saying that. But I'm just saying it's to make this into this to shut down the entire state to shut down all the theme parks, all the schools, all the restaurants, all the businesses, to shut everything down for a thousand cases of coronavirus. And we have just 13 deaths. And, and the truth is, if you look at where this is happening, it's it's the hot spot is Miami. So those of us in northern Florida, why should we have everything shut down because of what's happening in Miami? And I think what's going to happen, I really believe that as people kind of step back from this and start looking at the numbers this week, they're going to realize number one, that I don't think we're going to have the death rate that, that uh, they're seeing in Italy and in other places. We already know if we can believe the Chinese that it's leveled off over there. They're, they're not reporting any new cases. So this is not something, I mean, I'm hearing people saying crazy things that 18 months from now, we're going to still be dealing with this. I don't know where these thoughts come from. I, I really don't. And I don't know, for example, I, I think that almost on a, like a, a county by county area that these decisions should be made. You know, if you have a county in Florida that has virtually no cases, why should that whole county be shut down over what might be two or three cases or maybe no cases in that county? And this is, you know, and I get it. I know that if someone is infected, they can spread it. The incubation period's 14 days. I get all that. I understand the exponential math behind all of that. But I still think that what has happened here is a large overreaction when you consider, I mean, how how long do you realistically think that our society is going to be able to withstand this financially, psychologically and otherwise for people to be told to stay in their houses and for I'm talking about millions upon millions upon millions of people to lose their jobs 
Uh, I mean, when does this become mass chaos and we've lost our whole society? I mean, this is not a nuclear attack. I get it that this is serious. And I know we need to monitor this and we need to practice social distancing and washing our hands and all of these things. But I I think that it's it's gone too far. I, I really think it's gone too far. And let me let me give you one other reason why I have such great hope that this is going to be over very soon is I've been reading a lot that warm weather warm. This is a very unstable virus that does not do well in warm weather. This is typical of uh, of the flu. The flu does not uh, prosper in warmer weather. Uh, spring is coming. Spring just started uh, this week. Officially, we're in spring. But I do know in some areas, it's still cold weather. Chicago is still fairly cold. They're like into the 30s at night still and just into the you know low 40s in the day. Same thing with New York. They're still having the cold weather. They're still having really winter weather conditions. It's 85 today in Florida. It's been 85 for the last four or five days. Our beaches are filled with people. We're outside soaking up sunlight and vitamin D. And I really think that this is going to, um, I really think this is going to give us, I'm just checking here. Um, my, my uh, producer sending me a message. Uh, in any case, um, Okay, so to my producer, Joy, just tell the guests to call the phone number then. If the link doesn't work, then they can call the phone number. But uh, uh, the, the everything is fine on, on the uh, dashboard here. Just letting my producer know that. Uh, our guest is actually calling us from the Northern Mariana Islands. I think they were going to attempt to connect maybe by Skype, but that doesn't appear to be working out. So they may have to contact us uh, through our guest call-in number uh, if you can joy, if you can take care of that. But in any case, warm weather, and I know this is not 100% agreed on in the scientific community, but the the warm weather, I believe, is going to knock this thing down. I think largely the warm weather is going to affect this, and we've got beautiful warm weather. And I've also been reading that there's beautiful warm weather that is coming to uh, the northern states as well. They're going to have uh, an early spring, and uh, they're going to have warmer weather coming soon. I really think this is going to make a difference. Uh, but back to uh, the investment markets and the financial markets, because I want to talk about that for a couple more minutes before our guests uh, our guest joins us from the U.S. Northern Mariana Islands. So. The situation is is this. I know a lot of you took my advice and pulled your money out of the markets, at least pulled some money out. We talked about this two, three weeks ago. Maybe take a third out. Maybe take two-thirds out if you're super conservative. Maybe take it all out. So I put a, a video up on Thursday that I'm starting to go back in. I'm starting to put my money back into stocks. I'm starting to put my money back into uh, cryptocurrency again, but let me tell you how I'm doing it. So I, I pulled everything out. I, I missed the drop. Uh, people laughed at me. If you followed my advice, you would have saved a lot of money, not only in your stock investments, but also your cryptocurrency investments. And I started moving back in on Friday and I'm moving in, in increments. Uh, it was actually Thursday. So 
how you, how you want to do this is we, we can't really time when the bottom is to this. We don't know. Right now, the markets want this stimulus package. If the stimulus package goes through, then we're going to be in great shape uh, tomorrow. The market's going to open strong. We'll have a good day in the stock market and in the cryptocurrency markets. But right now, um, what's happening is people are waiting for this stimulus package before they, they see you know, some certainty in the markets. They're also looking for this, uh, this curve to flatten. So they want to have some light at the end of the tunnel before they invest. So here's my thinking on it. Pick a period of time. Maybe it's a week, maybe it's a month and take your portfolio and average yourself in. So if you take a month, maybe you'll take uh, every Monday for the next four Mondays and put one fourth of your money back into the markets. That way you're not getting in at the best time necessarily or the worst time you're averaging yourself into the markets. I think that is the smartest way. Uh, to get in to uh, turbulent markets that are volatile and also to get out of turbulent markets that are volatile because anyone that tells you they know the exact time is lying to you because we don't, we can't pick the bottoms and we can't exactly know the tops to get out. So you want to think of things. Um, it, it's think of it this way. Um, this is not like steering a race car. Uh, I have, I owned a sailboat for many years and when I wanted to steer my sailboat, when I was actually uh, taking individual lessons on sailing, my instructor told me, you want to you pick something way out on the horizon. And so when you're steering a sailboat, it, you have to make gradual adjustments. You cannot just turn a, a, a sailboat around like a speedboat. So think of your portfolio that way, that you're going to make slight adjustments over time. And you'll make better decisions that way. And you'll also take advantage of, you know, statistically, if you don't put it all in on one day, it, it, that's like playing roulette. You're, you're trying to pick one number uh, on, on the roulette wheel if you're trying to pick the exact day. But I like this idea of averaging in and averaging out when you're coming out of the market. Uh, I think people that said, well, just ride it out. Don't do anything. I think that was foolish because this is a like a once in a lifetime event. And I felt uncomfortable being in the market. That's why I shared it with everybody else. I felt even uncomfortable being in my cryptocurrency, which is what I shared to everyone else that, you know, I wanted to get out because there was so much uncertainty. I think this week will bring certainty. I think we're going to start to see that the death rate in the United States will not be as high as it is in other places, in particular in Italy, where we keep seeing that comparison being made. And again, as I started out this segment, uh, right now in the United States, all the total deaths we have from coronavirus, 417. We already have 178 people recovered and 100 people a day die on our dying car accidents on our highways. So I'm just putting this all into a perspective. I, I'm not saying it's nothing, but like I said, starting out this segment, a hurricane is coming. I get that a hurricane is hitting. But I, I'm not, I don't believe this is a Category 5. I think the numbers will show it to be closer to a Category 1 hurricane, to use the analogy, maybe even just a strong tropical storm, which doesn't mean it's nothing. That's where a lot of these arguments make no sense to me. You have people arguing either that it's nothing or that it's the end of the world. And I think the truth is probably in the middle somewhere. 
it's going to be significant. But just look at this. You know, look in Florida here. We have a thousand cases in Florida. We have only 13 deaths, but we've shut down the whole state, including all the theme parks, all the restaurants, all the bars. People are being told to try to stay in your houses. Uh, it's it's overkill. And I think the honest truth is we'll look back at this historically and we'll say, yes, this was significant. It was a once in a lifetime thing. But I think at the same time, it was we had an overreaction to it, you know, maybe on a scale of one to 100. Maybe this really warranted maybe a 35 and we're at 95 or even 105. So I, I think that's the reality that will set in this week. So that's all the time we have for our opening news segment. Our guest is holding. Uh, he will be joining us live from the U.S. Northern Mariana Islands. We're so excited to talk about the cryptocurrency markets and what's happening with Crypto Frontier. And our guest, Alex Ugorgi, will be with us in one minute. We're going to refire the open and we will be right back. Stand by. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.